The Obituary Show, presented by Barry Ferns. Martin Burke. Few Europeans these days would fail to recognise the following announcement. In the event of a sudden loss of cabin pressure, oxygen masks would be available for purchase from £2.50 or €4. Euro. Nor this one. Congratulations! You have arrived on yet another on-time jet Emerald flight. Our cabin crew will now collect your punctuality fee of £4 or €5 euro per passenger. Please remain in your seats. Yes. This week saw the passing of controversial Jet Emerald CEO Martin Burke, who turned the small Irish airline into Europe's largest and, some would say, most hated low-cost carrier. Born in Tume, County Galway, Burke had an uneventful childhood. His father was a self-styled extreme poet who composed verse while paragliding, whitewater rafting and compressor diving. His work was neither commercially nor critically successful, being fatally fixated, in the words of a contemporary critic, on the perennial poor yield of Ireland's guava crop. While Father Burke languished in debtor's prison, the teenage Martin provided for the family by selling strips of corrugated cardboard, cardboard he marketed as Swedish health crackers. Burke's biographer, Hattie Punt. See, it's very important to remember that at this time in the early 1970s, rural Ireland was a very isolated place. Diet and education standards were poor, like with the result that not only did no one suspect Burke's cardboard crackers, but his customers may actually have benefited from eating them. You know, obtaining roughage otherwise lacking from their staple diet of potatoes, goat cream and spider eggs. As the outside world gradually seeped in, however, locals finally tumbled to Burke's scheme and he was forced to flee to Galway, where he studied hotel management and Catholic physics at university. Burke quit before receiving his degree, moved to Dublin and worked in numerous low-paid positions for almost a decade, diligently saving seed money towards his monomaniacal dream, a low-cost airline with a hideous logo. He specifically asked for the loudest, boldest colours. He said he, he wanted it to induce eye strain. Hans Battervant of Danish design agency Dra. He also wanted an extremely cheap-looking font. The problem was none of the fonts on the market were sufficiently cheap-looking for him. So in the end, we had to sub-commission a typographer to create a new one from scratch. Burke ended up spending over a million euros to come up with a font that looked like it had been designed for free by a child. What followed, of course, was aviation history. Jet Emerald's revolutionary business model, which was deceiving and abusing its own customers, was a huge hit. And Europe's skies were opened to, well, its penniless scum. Even if the destinations were famously not always where they claimed to be. Aviation journalist Orville Pliny. In 2002, Jet Emerald opened their new Stansted to Athens route except that the destination airport was Sofia, in Bulgaria, with Jet Emerald providing shuttle buses at a cost 
for the 790-kilometre journey to Athens. Later that same year, the airline opened its Stansted to Sofia route, which landed at Athens Airport. Pliny maintains that this was the very first public indication of what many people regard as Burke's slow-burning mental breakdown. But miraculously, the company's fortunes continued to improve in proportion with the deterioration of the service quality. The worse they treated their customers, the more money they made. The Glasgow to Stockholm route, which flies out of Cork and into Copenhagen, but without land transport to either airport's home city, made the company over £40 million in 2005. It was in early 2006 that Burke finally began to fall foul of his hitherto masochistic customer base. Overnight, on February the 17th, Jet Emerald added a total of six mandatory extra charges to all bookings. Firstly, online data duty of £1.50, a handling fee for zero or more bags of £3, Christian and Zoroastrian runway blessings at £2.50 each, a website fuel charge of £1.50, and, well, most galling of all, an administration fee of £6 per letter in the passenger's surname, per passenger, per flight. I mean, maybe I'm being paranoid, but this, this felt like borderline racism. Jet Emerald customer, Maria Angeles Romero San Diego Mostero Ruiz. Otherwise, what, what on earth is the point of this charge? What, what is the point? What resource could a customer use more of by, by having a, a longer surname? Jet Emerald's PR department maintained that it was because they had to use extra ink to print long names on boarding cards. But since, by this time, passengers had to print their own boarding cards or face a £240 fee, the excuse was widely rejected. Soon, fanning the flames of growing public resentment, a Channel 4 documentary exposed multiple scandals in the airline's internal operations. Engineering staff were secretly filmed refuelling an aircraft with lard, Cabin crew were shown putting infant and dwarf passengers in the overhead compartments on overbooked flights. A pilot was chastised, but not fired, for an unspecified sexual assault involving the throttle of a Boeing 737-800. He maintains that both his hands occupied with the other controls, he was merely attempting to get the plane airborne as soon as possible. So it's around this time, late 2008, that Burke's edicts get really crazy. Burke's biographer, Hattie Pont. In the past, everything could be justified by profitability. People moaned incessantly about Jet Emerald, yet they continued to fly with them. All the passenger inconveniences so far meant more money for the airline. But now, Burke begins a series of policy changes that make no sense financially. He adds the infamous spine-stabber nub into the seats, which doesn't save money and has led to several successful personal injury claims. He puts ultraviolet bulbs in the reading lights, making them useless to passengers and actually using up more electricity than before. Books are no longer permitted on board. I mean, these are not the decisions of a sane businessman. Customers voted with their feet returning to the comfort of traditional high-cost airlines. Burke refused to rescind his bizarre policies, Jet Emerald's profits plummeted, and the age door of low-cost air travel ended in ignominy in 2009 when the board of directors invoked a clause in their charter to fire the CEO on grounds of mental instability. 
then asset stripped and dissolved the company. Shamed but unapologetic, the once gregarious Burke retreated to his home in the Irish Midlands, never to appear in public again. Rumours abound that his behaviour continued to be highly erratic and that his death was hastened by his eating nothing but thin strips of cardboard. Thus he ascends through the contrail-striped sky and thence to heaven's embrace. Martin Burke, the Howard Hughes of Thai Bastards, 1956 to 2020. This show was recorded at Angel Comedy Club upstairs at the Bill Murray. It was written by Barry Ferns. It was edited by Josh Barker and Barry Ferns and featured the voices Barry Ferns, Mr. Alistair Beckett King, Gronya Maguire, Morgan Davies and Lucilla San Martin. It was a Barry Ferns production for Barry Ferns by Barry Ferns for Barry Ferns. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of The Obituary Show. If you liked it or would like to help make more, you can for as little as $1 a month by going to my Patreon page. Patreon members get exclusive rewards if you'd like that as well, like early scripts of each episode and extra audio tracks that weren't used in the final edit. Or if you're that way inclined, you can even design a death yourself or become part of the episodes in other ways. You also get exclusive access to all my other fictional worlds and can find out what else I do, like videos, live streams, comedy clubs, events. I do many, many things. Essentially, if you like what I do, please be my patron. Essentially, be my Peggy Guggenheim. Or to put it another way. All I'm looking for is a Peggy Guggenheim. Be my Peggy Guggenheim, baby. All I'm looking for is a Peggy Guggenheim. Be my Peggy Guggenheim, baby. All I'm looking for is a Peggy Guggenheim. Be my Peggy Guggenheim, baby. All I'm looking for is a Peggy Guggenheim. Be my Peggy Guggenheim, baby. Yeah, exactly that. <laughs>